You're listening to The Marn Report. Hey, hey, Fort Stewart. It's Kevin Larson coming at you with another edition of The Marn Report, the podcast that keeps you in the know on what's happening at Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield. And as you may very well know, it is Black History Month. February is always Black History Month, and I am joined by James Atwater. He is the director of the 3rd Infantry Division Museum, and he's going to talk to us today about notable Black Americans who made contributions of great significance to the 3rd Infantry Division. James, thanks for joining me on the show here at your museum. Well, thank you, Kevin, for inviting me. So we talked about it a little before we started recording. We ran through a list with your curator, um, John, John Potter, and we, we picked who we wanted to talk about. So we're going to talk about Charlie Johnson. We're going to talk about Booker and Alvin Cash. Yes, that's the ones we were talking about. Uh, now, we'll start from the very beginning because a good one to talk about is uh, PFC Johnson. He is the uh, big name coming up this year. His, allegedly, the president has signed off on his Medal of Honor. Uh, coming through. Unfortunately, it is, uh, he died during Korea. Uh, now, Korea is interesting for the division because we go into the war, we, the army was still in the process of desegregation, so when we go over there, some of our units are white, uh, the 64th Tank Battalion, which was assigned to us, which is now 64th Armor Regiment, uh, was uh, segregated as well as 315 infantry was also segregated. But by the time of Johnson's incident late in the war, uh, the division had been desegregated. In fact, everyone in Korea, uh, that is all actually due to the theater commander at the time, Matthew Ridgway, when he took over. And when they start rotating units and out, he found it easier just to push desegregation through. So in a matter of three or four months, literally, all of Korea was desegregated. And because of that, the regular armies desegregated by 53 because it had actually been going very slow when the war started. So, historical note, was that before or after desegregation was ordered across the nation, was the army ahead of its time? Uh, it started, desegregation started in 48 for the army. Uh, Truman had initiated, but by the time Korea had come, it was still going very, very slow. So you had desegregation going on in the States and in the Army at the same time. But Army really, it just really pushed it through because of the Korean War. It made more sense to desegregate rather than remain segregated. So at the end, we're all all of drab. There's no black, there's no white. Correct. Army. Correct. Fascinating. So what, what, what made Johnson significant? What did he do in the Korean War? Well, uh, it's late in the war. Uh, the first two years are more of war of maneuver. Uh, the last year, we're into uh, basically World War One again. Uh, your trench lines and pillboxes. And now, O.P. Harry was one of the very significant outposts that the division was manning on the main line. Uh, it was also under serious attack by the Chinese. We'd send companies up and platoons would come back down after the night. They would launch wave attack after wave attack at night. And one night, uh, PFC Johnson, who was in the pillbox, uh, they got attacked by the Chinese, they fought him off, he left the pillbox, went down the trench line, found a wounded soldier, and pulled him back. He does this six times that night. He heads out a seventh time, and he doesn't return. Uh, the only people who really witnessed what he did were the six soldiers that were in the pillbox, three white, three black, all junior enlisted. Uh, most of the officers were either wounded or dead, as well as the senior NCOs. 
so really it was those six junior enlisted who would push for the rest of the century to make sure he was honored for what he did for them on the battlefield. And initially he was honored with what medal and eventually it was upgraded to what? Originally it was a bronze star with V device and the uh, CG of the division at the time when he read it, he has the power for a silver star. And excuse me, I the uh, CG skips my mind right now, but he automatically upgraded to a silver star and then they started the process to get it upgraded to the Medal of Honor. And is that process, was that successful or did he, did he posthumously earn a silver star? Under my understanding earlier this year, President Biden did sign off on the paperwork for him to receive it, and they, but it has yet to be presented to the family. Perfect. Wonderful. I mean, that is, that is really noble, you know, going out into the face of a human wave attack by the Chinese and the North Koreans, which is overwhelming, and to, to go out and to save your fellow soldiers, that kind of recognition, that, that is deserved, wouldn't you agree? Oh, very much so especially since Korea tends to be forgotten as a conflict, overlooked. Um, in fact, if you look what's going on in Ukraine, I equate that as the closest thing the United States has been to. It's just, we weren't prepared for the war, and it's a war of two equals, and it's a, it's a slugging match. So then also we have Booker, correct? Sergeant First Class Booker was a tank commander uh, during Operation Thunder Run. Uh, so he was leading the armor assault, uh, he was on his vehicle. Uh, the assault going. This is the first one going up into to, up the highway to the airport. Um, he was manning his guns and helped disrupt a ambush. Unfortunately, he had to expose himself to do this and was killed during the process. But his his uh, actions garnered him the Distinguished Service Cross, which is the second highest award that a soldier can be rewarded with. And now memory is jogged, of course, because of that double naming of the M10 Booker, the newest armored vehicle that's coming into the Army fleet. There is a range named for Sergeant Booker here on Fort Stewart at Red Cloud. So, yes, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back after this message. Fort Stewart's forestry branch has begun controlled burn season and will be performing controlled burns at various locations on the installation each week. Motorists and pedestrians are advised to use extra caution when traveling through areas that may be affected by smoke. Please note that if the wind shifts, smoke may be visible on the main containment area and on our surrounding communities. For more information, call 912-767-2010. And we're back. I'm joined by James Atwater, the director of the 30th Infantry Museum here at Fort Stewart, and we're talking about notable black Americans from the 3rd Infantry Division that made a significant contribution in honor of Black History Month. And we're going to close out the show by talking about Sergeant First Class Cash, who's memorialized here on Fort Stewart in two ways. He's got a display here at the museum, and also Marn Garden, formerly named Marn Garden, is now named Cash Garden in his honor. James, what can you tell us about Sergeant First Class Cash? Well, he was uh, in a Bradley uh, with his soldiers when they got hit by an IED, and uh, unfortunately it burst a fuel cell. He got out of the vehicle first while it was on fire, but still having soldiers in the vehicle, he ran back in. But unfortunately his uniform had been covered in fuel and he caught fire as well. Now he was able to pull some of the soldiers out, uh, but unfortunately because of his burn wounds, he will pass away in uh, Texas. 
uh, and a burn unit uh, because of those wounds. So it is uh, very brave to do that. It's also, an, it's, it's important to tell when telling the soldiers this is that, you know, if you're watching this going on and you realize, yeah, someone's going to run back in, but you realize, you know, you see he's covered with fuel, you got to stop him. It, you may hate the idea because you're not rescuing people inside, but if they're covered in fuel, you're running back into uh, a fire and and what happened with Booker's, he ended up dying because of the wounds of his burns. Uh, it's also like soldiers who get deployed for humanitarian missions. Uh, they're supposed to keep their food separate from the people they're trying to help. So that way they don't get weak, you know, give away their food and all of a sudden they're, they don't have any food themselves. So it's the same concept. It's something you don't find, like to think about, but yeah, it's a reality of the situation that if somebody realized he was covered with fuel, they should have stopped him. From what I've read about that incident, it was at night, it was confusion of, of nighttime, fog of war, vehicles on fire, under enemy attack. So yeah, I mean, it's it's the chaos of battle and he's going back into the Bradley that's burning to pull out his, his squad mates and didn't Cash also refuse treatment? He, he told the medics, treat my, treat my boys first, something along those lines? Off the top of my head, I can't remember on that specifics of that. Um, I apologize uh, on that matter, uh, but it wouldn't be surprising. It's not uncommon. Uh, other soldiers of the division have done that other times. Uh, earlier in OIF, uh, Gallagher, who had been command sergeant major, you know, he was white, but he was at Curley, and he was wounded, but he refused to let the medic leave his soldiers. Who were he, he had a wounded in the leg, but he had other soldiers were more considerably wounded, so he refused to allow the medic to leave them to treat him. So that is not an uncommon trait in good NCO leaders. Again, it comes back down to we're, we're not black, we're not white, we're, we're army, we're all of drab. And Cash was honored with what medal? Uh, he received the uh, Medal of Honor, his family did. He is the second soldier from OIF to receive the Medal of Honor. Uh, and uh, the Medal of Honor and the uniform we have actually is uniform. The Medal of Honor and uniform are donated by his wife to the National Infantry Museum. The director of the National Infantry Museum didn't need his uniform display, and he actually used to work at this museum, so he contacted us and said, would you like for display? And of course we went, yeah. So uh, earlier, about two months ago, we were able to put it on display, uh, actually next to the uh, uh, other Medal of Honor recipient from OIF, uh, Smith, uh, who had gotten his uh, earlier during the war. Absolutely fascinating. Is there anything else you'd like to add, James, about any other black Americans who served in the 3rd ID that made significant contributions or anything about the museum itself? Oh, yeah. Well, it's hard to say. You know, unfortunately, during the course of the years, there's uh, after the division got... Uh, 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 came back from Korea, went to Europe, and unfortunately our information on the division and the individual soldiers during the course of 38 years in Europe is very scarce. Um, and so sometimes it's hard to come in, uh, but there have been a notable officers. Uh, one of the brigade commanders, Colonel Brooks, rose to four stars. Uh, he was, uh, he actually led the last deployment of a brigade to, for this division to cover the Balkans and then the brigade comes back, and a couple of months later, they're heading to OIF-1. 
Uh, so it is interesting, the, the, but uh, the history again, it's they, the way they work together. Um, a large part of the division is now multi multicultural, whether it be black, uh, Asian descent, Latin descent. Uh, but it is important to work together as a team. Absolutely. Well, James, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Marn Report, honoring Black Americans and Black History Month. This is Kevin signing off, and I'll catch you on the flip side. The Army Maintenance app is a quick and easy way for soldiers, Army families, and DOD civilians to submit work orders in order to maintain their barracks, family housing areas, and workspaces. ARMA enhances the ability to securely submit and access up-to-date information about the status of work orders that have been submitted, as well as provide feedback once the work is accomplished. Users can access ARMA through the Digital Garrison app or by visiting armymaintenance.com. No issue is too large or too small for ARMA. Get connected directly to the service you need, no matter the time of day or night. Create your online profile today at armymaintenance.com.